Welcome, welcome, welcome. This is the Distraction Pieces Podcast, episode 318. And I am coming at you live from my very own isolation station. Um, how's everyone doing, man? Been a weird few weeks, isn't it? I hope you've enjoyed the previous episodes. hope if if you are indeed in isolation, that one of the things that you're doing is enjoying a lot of podcasts. Um, I've got a hell of a back catalogue for you to get through if you want to delve back into any of them. But there's also everyone on the Distraction Pieces Network. Now, this whole situation that the the world is in is throwing up a lot of issues for a lot of people with a lot of jobs and a lot of it's it's it, it's basically affecting everything it's 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 both daunting and fascinating at the same time um in my opinion i was in canada recently f- filming a show when all this started to break out and one of the things that they did quite early on was they reduced the capacity of all their cinemas by 50% so that there would be a gap in between everyone for social distancing. And stuff like that is fascinating that these weird little solutions are coming up and things are being done. But yeah, obviously there's a lot of changes. A lot of podcasters, including myself, are going to struggle, or if they're podcasts that have guests, are going to struggle a bit. Um, Or potentially, depending on how long it all goes on for as i record this i'm recording this last wednesday you you're hearing it on this wednesday i'm recording it a little while after i've released the ashley waters one the guest who was meant to be on this week was john krasinski um he was coming on to talk about quiet place 2 and everything else but um quiet place 2 has been pushed its release is now indetermined and he therefore didn't come over for the promo. Uh, I've got two more guests l- lined up next week that we're we're discussing what the best option is. Can we record them in a a safe s- scenario? Can we get to and from a recording in a safe manner, or can we not? So because of that, I've got I've got two or three, maybe two. Oh, it's getting close. I've got. Two or three recorded and in the bank and good to go. But I don't want to rush into them. Um, As this week was always meant to be something else, if you know what I mean, I thought I'd make it something else. Um, One of the podcasts that always goes down really well each year, it's always in the top top listens. I don't put it in my episodes of the year image at the end of the year because it's me on my own. So I put the guests who have been popular. But one of the popular ones is always the Films of the Year podcast. Um, and when this whole thing started to break out, I started to do posts of recommending some stuff for you to watch that's on, on different on-demand services. I did a Netflix TV shows one, a Netflix films one, a BBC iPlayer one, a Channel 4, all four one, an Amazon Prime one. And a Sky Boxets one, Sky Boxets slash Now TV. Um, so I decided that I'd do kind of a bit of a podcast about that, and go into a bit more detail on the top on my top recommendations across those platforms, and have a bit of a chat about it because it means it's it's something I can record at home. It's something that might be of interest because you might be 
<laughs> we might be in this situation for a long time. Oh, also, I should also mention again, perfect timing in this time where everyone's after a lot of content. There's a new podcast on the Distraction Pieces Network. It's called Mum and Mama. It's Amy and Harry, two single mums, kind of, that they'll explain. Two single parents talking about being single parents and the myths, the stuff that's tough, the stuff that's better than expected, the stuff that's different to expected. Amy is one of my oldest pals. Um, and it's it's her daughter, my goddaughter, who's on the outro m- music here. Um, so yeah, she's launched a podcast, and it's fantastic. It's I mean, for me, th- th- there's going to be an episode that I've listened to about um, internet dating, and that was gross to hear because I oh oh i don't want to think about amy in such a a manner but yeah anyway all jokes aside the trailer is up now go and listen to it and subscribe we will be launching fully very soon so watch the social media platforms for all the information on that um mum and mama with harry and amy it's very exciting i mean before i get into it though i would say whilst this is a great time to watch tv and film i adore tv and film it's also a great time to do other shit you know there's numerous different open university type courses and stuff like that and different things that you can study and learn online so have a think about that as well i would say rather than purely thinking oh how am i going to fill this time with entertainment there's a lot of free ways to educate and improve yourself but yeah, that's an option. I'm now going to do a podcast about all the entertainment that can distract you f- from any of these things. And again, also, this podcast is hopefully going to give you some suggestions and ideas. It's not to downplay the seriousness of this this situation. There's people who are losing incomes and won't be able to get their income back. In fact, I would say, if you've, if you've listened to this podcast before, you'll know I always do a plug for my web store here. I will say here... Don't buy anything from my web store at the moment. You know, we've had a good year already. I'm I'm lucky in the timing that we had the vinyl re-releases. And that's made it a good year already. So, number one, spend your money on the important shit for you and your family. And your friends and loved ones. And number two, if you've got any spare money, have a look at, for example, bands who've had to cancel tours. Um, that can be a big thing and they will normally have merch and stuff like that so have a look at that have a look at um the merch of, of wrestlers or wrestling companies who can't perform a lot of you know I'm a big fan of wrestlers or of wrestling <laughs> but there's a lot of weird stuff going on there and people are having to figure out a way to cope they're generally independent contractors so when there's no crowds, there's no earnings. Um, and have a look at other live performers of any sort, including adult performers or sex workers, um, whether that be burlesque or strippers or all sorts of different performances that aren't going on. A lot of those guys and girls will have Patreons or OnlyFans accounts. So if you do have spare m- money, then then go and get involved and invest in that and 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 they will also you know 
they've got an alternative there that you can engage in. <laughs> like if if they're stuck at home, then they can cr- create more content for you to enjoy and you to contribute to. Who else? A lot of people have said with any bars or rest or cinemas or restaurants that you would normally f- frequent, particularly independent ones, maybe buy an online voucher now to spend at a later date. You know, do things to try and keep these things alive because they're all really important and then obviously there's numerous funds and and charities and options set up online lane heady has been doing a lot of posts on instagram about different ways you can support care workers and the nhs and all sorts of things like that so yeah i'm essentially starting this podcast with an anti-advert from my web store or from my patreon again I appreciate everyone who is on there. If you need to stop in this period, I understand. If you need to stop in, definitely I understand. But equally support, if, if if you've got the money to support anyone you can, you know, that's a lot of people will be on social media saying, look, I'm struggling or I'm worried about my income. They're easy to find. It will be people that you already, if it's people you already follow, it's going to be people you're a fan of and you will want to support if you have the means to do so so yeah look after each other let's drop the intro and uh and start the episode Right, so the way I'm going to do this, as said, I did, you can find the full posts for each each one, I picked 10 r- r- recommendations for each platform, and there's six platforms. I'm not going to go for all 60, but what I'm going to do is in general on them, I put them in the order of ones either that I like the most or that I feel have been overlooked the most. So um, I'm going to go through one f- from each post and then go through number two from each post and see how far we get on that. Again, you can go and look at the post. In the post, I didn't really go into any detail. I just put his his stuff. So I'm going to start with Kingdom. Um, And Kingdom is... I mean, I think it's arguably the best show of recent years or currently still going or whatever else. You'll hear later on there's a couple of shows that... I describe as my two favourite shows of all time, but they're not not currently going anymore. Kingdom is set in the times of samurais and whatnot, and it's 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 some China and Japan conflict, and it's amazing. It's a zombie story, a zombie horror, um, but set in those times. And the the fascinating part is it's it's based on historical events now. What actually happened in that period was there were these certain plagues that wiped out certain parts of society and it's questionable how the higher-ups acted and if there was control or choices made. So it's uh, there was there was conflict over who was next in line for the throne and if there was some skullduggery going on behind the scenes. So they've kind of taken these the these kind of loose stories from history and fucking throwing zombies in um and it's so well done it's so beautifully done if you're thinking i'm not really a zombie person you might be surprised because this is just yeah 
It's amazing. A little warning. For some reason, Netflix seems to automatically pick dubbed. I'm not a fan of watching anything dubbed. I would highly recommend you pick the original uh, Korean audio and the English soundtrack. For some reason, when I downloaded them on Netflix onto my iPad for a flight I had recently... It was automatically going to... Oh, no, no. It was when I finished them off at home. It was automatically going to English closed caption, which just gets weird because it describes everything as well, and you don't need that. But, yeah, it's absolutely amazing. Series 2 only dropped recently, and I devoured it on my plane back from Canada, and then my first day kind of recovering from jet lag and figuring out what the flip is going on uh, with all this madness. So, yeah. That's my first recommendation. It's called Kingdom. It's on Netflix and it's amazing. It's an 18. There's two seasons. I think they're about six episodes a season. It's so beautifully shot, so wonderfully acted. The The amazing acting is why I would recommend not going dubbed because dubbed changes that completely. The performances are different without, or, or you know, with a different audio. So, yeah. That's my number one pick from Netflix. These aren't actually ranked. Or I've told you, whatever. Now we're going on to, or we're sticking with Netflix, but we're going on to films. Um, and this one, I won't go on about too much because it was in my films of the year list. Oh, was it last year or the year before though? I think it was in last. No, it was the year before, wasn't it? Yeah. So there we go. Um, b- b- blind spotting. It's it's fantastic. It's a film essentially about gentrification, but it's a lot of fun. It's about two guys um, played by David Diggs and Raphael Cassell, and they're buddies, and they they work for a removal company, and one of them is an ex-convict at the end of his probation, and he's trying to avoid going back inside, but... Um, his pal is still a bit of a tear away and a bit wild. So it's this conflict of getting into trouble, but it's on a backdrop of an area that was once, you know, the hood and has become, you know, awash with hipsters and so on and so forth. So it's that interesting kind of conflict of improvements to an area in a way, but then the soul being ripped out of an area and those who were always in that area having to deal with those changes. But it is, it's kind of a comedy, it's kind of a drama, it's kind of a musical, um, because they're, they're MCs. So yeah, it's just really interesting. It, I feel it got overlooked because of all the hype that um, Sorry to Bother You got. They came out around the same time. They're not really that similar at all, but people tend to b- b- bunch any black cinema urban black cinema that's talking about race and change and things like that this they're incredibly different but i guess there is a level of surrealism in both of them in places but yeah blind spotting would get my recommendation it's just yeah a really good film it's an hour and 35 minutes long and it's a 15 so there you go with that Let's go on to another series now. We're going over to BBC iPlayer. And this series... 
Now, I said that Kingdom is the best thing in recent or that's currently on ongoing. I don't know. I don't think there's any plans for a continuation of Giri Hadji. But Giri Hadji was on the BBC and it was an absolute work of art. Like, genuinely, it's astounding. It's a crossover film. I believe... Oh, God, this is going to be terribly offensive now if I get it wrong. I believe it's it, it's j- 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 Japanese and English. So the story takes place across continents. And it's just wonderful. I, I don't want to say too much about it because there's... There's mystery, there's big twists and turns and reveals, there's sh- shame, there's honour, there's, there's yeah, it's, I was I was w- 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 watching it and I was thinking, this is really, really good. I'd watched, I'd been getting through the episodes and thinking, this is great. And then in, in the last episode, there's a particular scene that made me go, oh no, th- this isn't great. This is one of the greatest, it's... It's just wonderful. So yeah, and I I can't think of a show that's moved me in the way that that that, that Giri Hadji did um, in in recent years. So, and there's a couple of characters in there who are just you could watch them for hours and hours on end. Um, yeah, so Giri Hadji on iPlayer, G I R I slash H A J I, as one season, and yeah, it's great. The the next two essentially go hand in hand because they're my two f- favourite TV shows of all time. They both came up when I did the Hardcore Listing podcast where I picked my top five American dramas of all time. So first up on all four is The Shield. You will have heard me talk about it so many times. I nerded out over it with Garth Ennis nerded out over it with Kurt Sutter. I just think it's amazing. It's an American police drama that when you first start watching it, you may... Again, I think it's got the best first episode of any TV show ever and arguably the best last episode. But there's seven series. So if you're really looking for something to get your teeth into, this is your boy. Yeah, I guess on the surface it looks like just a typical American hard-hitting, shocking show um at the time there was some kind of laws because it, it was originally based on a real on real events that happened or a real a real strike force essentially a police force that were told that they were uh, the the law was flexible with them so they were allowed to push the limits of the law a bit to get results and this happened in la and there was court cases going on at the time so I can't remember. I think there was, yeah, there was some kind of, there was a lot of controversy when it came out, basically. But um, the writing and performances are amazing. The writing catches you off guard constantly. Because again, you get in the, in the comfort of it being, oh, it's just this hard-hitting, shocking, oh my God. And then they do this most elegant twist in the storyline. Um, I've said numerous times, there was a particular episode I was watching, and I'm like two episodes from the end of the series... And I'm towards the end of this episode. It's like five minutes left or something. And I'm like, we've only got two episodes left. I don't know how they can tie this storyline up in two episodes. 
That seems insane. And then they tied it up by the end of that episode. <laughs> they literally just turned it on a sixpence and just went, there you go. And it just blew my mind. Um, yeah, I love it. Vic Mackey is one of the best characters ever. Shane, Lem, everyone, they're all fantastic. As the series went on, again, it was kind of ignored over here, and I believe it's because it was on Channel 5. And particularly at that point, if you're thinking like early 2000s, Channel 5 was quite new and was quite trashy. You you didn't particularly expect anything good on on Channel 5. But it was very good. And it that was reflected as the series went on. And they added, like, Glenn Close was in it for a series or two. Um, um, what's his name from Ghost Dog? God, I can't remember his name. Um, the the lad from Ghost Dog was in it for, for a series or two. They added these hugely respected actors um, because it was f- fantastic. Uh, Dutch is one of the most underrated characters. His story arc is so intriguing as you go through the series. Um, yeah, that is The Shield. It is on all four, seven series. So you can go so deep on that. Um, next up is the other one that I put. I always have these as number one and number two these days because um, they blow me away. But Justified, also starring oh, a Walton Goggins, who was in um, who was in The Shield. But yeah, J- Justified. I was I was lucky enough. The thing I was shooting in Canada, the lead in it was in Justified um, for one series, I think. And after a few days of shooting on one of the lunches, I was like, I have to bring it up to him. And I brought it up to him and he said, it's, it's, it's such a weird one. Because, because what blows me away about Justified is the character work. The characters are so well-developed and well-realised. Um, and I always t- t- tell the story, and I told it to uh, to this particular individual, um, that me and my... my my brother would watch an episode each each week as it, as it came out, as it was on TV, and we'd catch up. And there was one week where we were like, the main storylines and story arcs, like, nothing developed, but it was still such a good watch because we they'd built the characters so well that we could just hang out with them. Um, and this particular actor was saying that was key, that they were all given this freedom to really get deep into their into their characters and create a, a realness and he was saying how whenever he's in LA or New York he never gets no one ever brings up a justified they might bring up a westworld or just he's done so many good things but they don't bring up justified um but whenever he's in the the south of america the south of north america he'll get stopped constantly about it and yeah it's just amazing honestly i really i can't recommend it enough it's on amazon prime um i can't i don't know i can't remember how many seasons it doesn't say on the little screenshot i did um but it's it's wonderful speaking of wonderful next is on skybox sets slash now tv and it's gamora um i've raved about this before I tried so hard to get in the last series of Gamora. I've, I've not told this story, actually. 
um, and I probably sh- sh- shouldn't. I pushed so hard to get the smallest r- role in this because I'd I was developing a script of my own with Warp Films, and one of the guys at Warp we connected over over Gamora, and we were nerding out over it. And he was saying, y- y- "You know, the next series is they come to London." So Gamora is sorry, I should explain. It's it's an Italian mafia series essentially. And he was like, you know, in the next one, they come to London. I was like, where? So I hit up my agents and said, whoever is casting this, I'm fucking up for any involvement. And I went in and auditioned for the role of like this kind of businessman or or, or kind of salesman, um, estate agent type guy. And I wasn't right for it at all. <laughs> and I didn't get it. But I was like, I was so keen to be involved but yeah it's amazing it's another one where the arcs of characters are mind blowing i don't want to say too much because you don't really know it from the start but the guy who kind of becomes the lead as the series goes on in the first episode or two he doesn't seem like a lead in any way shape or form and by the end he's one yeah he's wonderful so it's yeah it's a it's a mafia type thing if it was in english it would be talked about alongside Sopranos, The Wire, all of these huge shows, Breaking Bad, but because it's Italian, it's not. But it's um, there was originally a film called Gamora, which was perfectly good, but the series, I think, goes takes it to next level upon next level. Um, so, yeah, that's Gamora, and that is on um, Skybox sets on Now TV. Um, what's next? Let's go back to Netflix again. This seemed to get a lot of hype at the time and then vanish, but a trigger warning with Killer Mike. Now, Killer Mike has been a previous guest on the podcast. He's obviously one half of Run the Jewels. He did a series that's kind of a reality thing, that's kind of him going, here's what I think is a problem, here's how I think it could be solved, and let's go out and try. And and each episode is amazing. Um, The famous one was when he got in with or you know killer mike has he's come from 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 the streets so he arranged a sit down with some bloods and a sit down with some crips and set up he they discussed what they could do outside of what they do that's illegal and that's getting people killed and killing each other and he set them up this is going to sound so weird but he set up cola companies for them so they could be in competition so they could have an income that's legal something that they're competing over but not violently and there's bloods cola and crips cola and yeah it's amazing he does amazing stuff in some schools in some churches he kind of looks at how things are explains why he thinks that they don't work and then, then, then gets into it. In the first episode, he he spends th- three days using and consuming only products that come from the black community, and he struggles, but he sees the importance of it. Um, yeah, it's really good. There's only like I think f- five or six episodes. It's quite a short run, but um, I'd never seen anything like it. I devoured them all really quickly and nodded my head. And shouted affirmations 
whilst watching them alone constantly. It's like, yeah, man, this ah, oh, that's 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 right, that's right. Um, so yeah, tr- tr- trigger warning with Killer Mike. Let's go on to the next film on Netflix. You were never really here. Oh, I mean, it blows my mind that this was only a fifteen because in my memory, it was a l- a l- more like an eighteen. Um, I read the little. It's it's by Lynn Ramsey, who is one of my biggest disappointments of not having on the podcast because I was offered her for the podcast or asked if I'd be interested, and I said I've not seen much of her stuff. I've heard about her; she's a legendary director, but I've not seen much. So I'll go and see the film, and then you know, if we've got time, we'll maybe squeeze something in. I have a lot of of guest requests on here. And they were like, well, the screening is actually after, or the next screening, because I'd missed them, I'd been filming myself. Um, Not filming myself. (laughs) Maybe that too. No, not that. I'd missed the screening, so the next one was after the, or was the day before, or the morning of, or something like that, of the the press junket. So I was like, all right, well, I'd still like to, to see the film. And I went to see it, and it's... Let our whacking phoenix, um, and a lot of people say that this was possibly the performance that got him the role of the Joker, or whether or not the timelines match up on that, it certainly informed his performance. I would imagine because um, it's dark and, and 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 moody and depressing and twisted and troubled. So I went to see it, and then I literally came out and emailed them immediately, saying, "Is there any?" time left can i talk to lynn ramsey and i couldn't and i said to them because she's from scotland i said to them look i'm willing to drive up to scotland separately outside of the junket and record and there wasn't time and there's been a few times since then that i've been in or in and around the scotland area and i've tried to reach out and said look i still want to have lynn ramsey on because i then went and devoured her 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 oeuvre her back catalogue and uh yeah she's amazing but this was the one that kind of brought me in it is heavy i read the synopsis an emotionally the d- d- damaged veteran who makes a living by rescuing rescuing young w- women from sex traffickers is hired to save a politician's daughter so speaking of tr- trigger warnings you know there's some trigger warnings there but it's such a good performance and it's so well directed and the sound everything it's it's immersive you know i've i've recommended K- K- kingdom which is a dark thing essentially about a plague <laughs> and now i'm recommending this dark intimidating thing so these might not be the best choices for you know isolation recommendations but there we go that's where we are. Yes, that's on Netflix. It's one hour and 29 minutes. Um, and it's blooming good. Let's go um, back over to B- BBC iPlayer. Next up is someone I love and adore and respect. It's a TV show that's had that I've had two people from it on the podcast. It's Man Like Moby. Um, it's fantastic. I worked with Gaz Khan on a film like called Walk Like a Panther and we really hit it off we auditioned f- for the same role and they, they liked us 
both so much that they split the role into two, which meant we were together for every scene that we did and every day that we were there. And I couldn't have been happier to be paired with anyone. Um, so when Man Like Mobin came out, I was like, all right, let's give this a look. Let's see if it's good. And it came out and season one was great. You could tell it was a real a, a voice that's been missing. It was an individual's v- vision. But then season two came out and it was just so much better. I, I was already a fan, but in, in the short time between season one and season two, Gus had developed so much. And Tez as well, who's also been on the podcast, is in there. Um, and then season three came round and it's just this roller coaster. End of season two is one of the best ends of a season ever. And that just leads you into season three and it just keeps rolling on. Um, it's great. I can't recommend it enough. It's about Mobin, a Muslim lad in Birmingham who's got a bit of a history of crime and he's trying to get on the straight and narrow and trying to bring up his little sister and kind of try and bring up Tez and their other mate. Um, and yeah, it's just, it's really well written. It's a comedy. I've not even said that it's a comedy. And they're short, ep- they're short series and episodes. I think there's like f- f- four episodes a series or something, or maybe five. And they're like 20-minute, tw- tw- half-hour things. So you can smash through all three in a day, really, in isolation. But yeah, they're really good. It it brings up really good conversations on race and religion um, and all sides of that, you know, sides from inside the religion looking out, from outside of religion l- looking in, from inside of religion looking in and going, what you're doing? I don't agree with that bit or I do agree with that bit. So, yeah, it's 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 really good and it's just f- 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 funny as fuck. I think I must start. I proper came out then. Um, it warns it contains very strong language and Giri Hadji warned contains very strong language, some sexual content, and some violence. So that's if that doesn't sell you on it, what does? Um, let's go back over to all four. This series is, I think it's such a sleeper. Um, I spoke about it with Neve Algar recently, because um, she was in it. And, and when it came out, I had the, the, the writer, director, and lead there's Rayakavan on and yeah the bisexual have I said the name of it it's called the bisexual and it's a comedy drama series that explores the difference between dating men and women but it's so it's so much more than that honestly I was pitched Des Rayakavan and I was like I'm not really f- f- familiar with this 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 woman but um I, st- I started there I didn't struggle to think of what a woman is called um but i thought i'll have a look at some of her stuff and i watched two of her films back to back and they blew me away and i was instantly shocked that everything i loved for example about fleabag everything that seemed so groundbreaking and original in fleabag was already in, in desiree's work long before fleabag existed or not long before but before and that's not because it was ripped off in any way. It's just two great original minds coming up with wonderful styles and approaches. And then, and then the bisexual came out and 
I just thought it was fantastic. As I said, it didn't seem like it's pushing any kind of agendas on you. There's some people who listen and go, oh, oh fucking, oh, it's all, it's all got to be people of colour or people of different sexualities. That he's like, fuck off. <laughs> I'm not even going to argue there. Just tell you to fuck off and go and watch EastEnders. Um, although I'm sure there's a lot of diversity in EastEnders these days. I'm not hating on EastEnders. Uh, but yeah, it's wonderful. It's Again, it's a comedy but it's a comedy drama in the way that that Fleabag does that. It's like got you laughing along. There's loads of awkwardness and wonderfulness. And then it smacks you around the face with this most heart wrenching emotion. Um, yeah, it's really good. And it, I, I, I moaned at, 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 at Desiree when I had her on the podcast, cause it annoyed me that an American, I believe Armenian American had made a show that portrayed London in the most relatable way I've ever seen to the London I know. Like EastEnders isn't the London I know. It's 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 a load of fucking EastEnders. But yeah, they 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 go into kind of your Hoxtons and your Shoreditches, but they don't Nathan Barley it. It's not going in there mocking it. It's not going in there saying it's the coolest thing in the world. It's just representing it as it is, and it's yeah, it's really blooming good. Give it a watch, all right. Next up on, let's have a film from Amazon Prime. So this film, I think it narrowly missed out on my films of the year last year, the most recent one. And it's niggled with me ever since because it's really good. Um, It's Britney Runs a Marathon. Um, It's a comedy and it's based on a true story of someone, um, an American woman who decides to run a marathon but is kind of told that she's too fat or too out of shape and her life is encountering a lot of people have an issue with her weight or a shape or a size and this is another subject that could so easily be preachy or feel like you're being told off but it's not. It's consistently hilarious. And then it gets you with the emotion as well. But in general, it's just consistently hilarious. It's a really f- f- funny film. Um, and again, another one I feel got slightly overlooked. So hopefully in these in these troubled times, it can grab a bit of uh, much-deserved attention. So give that a look if you fancy a good, fun comedy. Um, let's go back to Sky Box Sets and Now TV. Escape at Dunamora. This was directed by Ben Stiller, which you wouldn't expect because it's this gritty, beautifully shot, beautifully acted drama about some people escaping a prison. It's It's got Benicio Del Toro, Patricia Arquette and Paul Dano. All three, you you should probably be going, oh my God, they're absolutely amazing. They're some of my favourite actors ever. They've put in some of the best performances in the history of TV and cinema. Um, And they do it here. And again, it's weird that this didn't seem to get a lot of noise in the UK. I think in America, people went crazy over it because it's fantastic. I think it came out just before Chernobyl came out. And Chernobyl was then obviously praised as the best thing that's ever happened. And rightfully so, it's fantastic. But yeah, 
This is really good. Escape at, at Danamora. Yeah, it's a, it's a prison escape dr- drama, but it's very real. The characters are very real and creative and, and colourful. Patricia Arquette is a um, a teacher in the prison, and, and, and Benicio and Paul Dano are both inmates who are looking to get out. And uh, yeah, it's really good. I'm sat in bed recording this, guys. B- big reveal, f- 45 minutes into the chat. And I've got some water left over f- from the water I pop beside my, my bed each night. <sighs> right. Let's go back to Netflix. I think we can get one more of each in, I reckon. Let's go back to Netflix. Um, a Russian Doll. Now, this was a series that I literally watched... Every episode, in one go, back to back, there was a UFC day, and I thought, right, I've got four hours or something until the UFC starts, and these, I think it's six half-hour episodes, and I thought, I'll watch a couple, and then I'll probably have a nap, because I like to have a nap, because don't make out that I'm an old man, a UFC normally starts at 10 or 11 p.m. and finishes at 5 or 6 a.m. So a nap is just logical, my friend. So I thought I'll I'll watch a couple of episodes and then I'll have a nap. And then I'll come back. And I didn't have the nap. Reader, I didn't have the nap. Yeah, it's amazing. It's, It's a Groundhog Day type scenario. The lead is at a party. Some stuff happens. And she dies. But when she dies... She goes back to the same point and kind of relives it and is in this loop, this Groundhog Day style loop. But it's brilliant. It's not like Groundhog Day. It's It's got a darkness. It's dark and weird, but it's also funny. It's a dark comedy. Um, it's all set in New York, so it's got that very cool v- vibe. Um, yeah. Again, it's another one that I won't say tons about because there's twists and turns and developments in the story, but it's really good and you can watch it all in, again, in one day. It's an 18. There's w- w- one season so far. I hope there's more to come, but it's, uh, it's cracking. I like it. Um, next up on Netflix, go on, I'm recommending some dark, weird shit, man. Next up on Netflix, one of my films of the year from 2018, possibly my film of the year, but definitely a, a one of. I think on that year, if I was pushed to pick one, it might be this. It's Climax. It's directed by Gaspar Noe, who is one of my favourite directors, the director of Irreversible, Enter the Void, Love, and I can't think if I've missed any there. I feel like I've missed one. But Climax, I, I love watching G- Gasper's films in the cinema because they're always quite a challenging and uncomfortable watch around other people because he really pushes some boundaries and takes it to some dark places, some weird places, and often some dirty places. Um, so sitting in a room... F- there's no films I've ever seen. Like Every Gasper No film I've seen in in the cinema, so... Yeah, I saw Irreversible, Enter the Void, and Climax. 
they're all finished and then everyone has filed out in absolute awkward silence <laughs> no kind of ch- chatting or yeah that was it yeah, yeah, yeah. everyone's mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and i think climax is my is my favorite gaspar no film because in irreversible he kind of obsesses over well hard to say here but something really unimaginably unpleasant in love he obsesses over sex um in into the void he obsesses over drugs in climax he 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 goes into into sex he goes into drugs he goes into really dark stuff but what he obsesses over is dance but but with all those other elements in there so it's this weird f- fucked up there's loads of it is it all shot as, as, as same as if it's a one shot i think it might be i don't think it's a one shot but it's a load of it, i mean uh, let's read the breakdown in a remote building sensuous revelries descend into if infernal chaos as dancers rehearsing for tour realize their sangria has been spiked yeah that's the simple premise and setup it's a load of dancers in this warehouse and the opening dance sequence is fantastic and there's so many amazing exciting vibrant characters um the lead in it is sophia patella who's a previous guest who i'm a huge fan of and yeah they finish their opening performance and then they're having this kind of after party and shit starts to get weird because potentially this their their party drink has been spiked things get weird things get dark things get fucked up um it's an 18 it's 136 minutes long strap yourselves in guys because you're in for a hell of a ride with that one. Let's go back to iPlayer. Um, another previous guest, Daisy Haggard, had a series called Back to Life, which I watched on iPlayer, blew me away. It was taken off for a bit. Then it came back, and it it's it's very welcome return. Um, let's read the little synopsis for you again. Mim, mim, oh, I've got a stutter. Miri has been away for 18 years. Now she's back. Can she simply return to her old life? It was unfairly billed and described as the new Fleabag because it came out just as Fleabag wrapped up. And yeah, it's got the qualities of Fleabag in that the writing is amazing, the performances, the female lead is fantastic, the characters are really well observed and intriguing. It's funny, but with a dark twisted humor so yeah i guess it is the new fleet <laughs> no no it's, it's very it's also very different from fleabag it's not trying to be fleabag in any way um yeah i really again it's another one that you can smash through that in one afternoon and you won't regret a moment of it so yeah back to life on bbc iplayer right we're at the 50 minute mark oh i've never said that to myself we're getting towards the hour mark um next up we're going back to all four channel four ashlyn b's this way up now ashlyn has been on the podcast but it was long before she she made this and this series just 
blew me away. It's so so smartly written, but so so honestly written. It's essentially about her character Anne trying to pull her life back together after some kind of breakdown. You know, the it kind of cliffhangers that regularly throughout over what happened, but. It starts and she's coming out of a kind of a priory uh, or whatever, a, a, a place to to help her out. And yeah, I loved I loved the brutal honesty of it and the constant humour th- throughout. This was the show that made me go, well, Ashlyn B is just a lead star all day and all night. Um, I won't get to it on this one, but she also did a living or was in living with yourself on Netflix, which was also on my recommendations. P- Paul Rudd playing opposite Paul Rudd and Ashlyn B. But she's fantastic, and she's going to continue to just be a bigger and bigger star. And this show, this way up, is just going to give you a big idea of that. Yeah. Before I move on, I've just I, fl- I accidentally flicked onto the next one on all four, and it's Stafflet's Flats. I bloody love Stafflet's Flats. Um, me, who did I geek out with about Stafflet's Flats? I can't remember. Oh, it was, it was Neve Algar again, and we spoke about how great um, everyone is in that, and particularly look just. I, I'm not talking about that one now. Stafflet's Flats is two series. They're quite sh- short episodes. You, you can sm- smash through them. I need to get on to Amazon Prime. And the next one on Amazon Prime is The Boys. The Boys is my favourite comic book series of all time. If you have watched this series and hadn't l- l- listened to my episode with Garth Ennis, go back and listen to that. Garth Ennis is the creator of The Boys and a preacher. And they're two of of my favourite comic book series of all time. But The Boys was always number one. Now, Seth Rogen and Evan Goldberg um, snapped up the rights to Preacher a while ago and made it for Amazon. And that's also on my list. But then I heard they snapped up the rights to The Boys and I was nervous because I love it so, so much. In fact, fun story, I auditioned for one of the lead roles in The Boys... Didn't get it, but they asked me to audition for another one, which is a character that I adore, but I decided to not audition because I felt I wasn't right for it. That's how much I love this show, or I love the 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 books. I've got so much respect for it. I was like, I reckon I could have made that role work, but I couldn't. I can't. That's not me. So I I didn't audition. Um, and in my head, that kind of counts as turning it down, but it doesn't. But I just didn't audition. Um, the Boys is about a group of guys who, or essentially it's about superheroes, but it's realistic. It's got these superheroes, and then as soon as you start to see behind closed doors, you see that they're all up to fucked up horrible shit. Because what great powers of the world aren't? It's v- very rare that the... The, the most rich and powerful people in the world aren't doing fucked up shit. So why would we assume that if people suddenly had actual superpowers, then it wouldn't corrupt them and make them these messed up individuals? So 
the boys are the group that are kind of there to keep the superheroes in line, I guess. And we only just start to get to that as series one goes on. We get kind of, we get the reasons they have issues with the superheroes. We get the kind of forming of the, of the, of the boys of the gang. We get to know the characters and their backstories. And then we start to get towards the kind of, now they're going to start to fuck shit up. So yeah, the boys on, Amazon Prime. Um, I've scrolled forward one again as I'm just doing this. I'm, r- I'm r- rushing at the end to squeeze a few in. But as I hadn't put any comedy in any of these yet, J- Jade Adams' serious black jumper on Amazon Prime is cracking, as is Ed Gamble, Blood Sugar. Um, in case you fancy b- breaking up the dark, horrible films and recommendations, I'm mid midsummer is also on amazon prime with florence Pugh smashing it out of the park in one of the the darkest weirdest horrors of recent years or the brightest weirdest horrors of recent years from the from ariasta the the the, the writer and director of hereditary um I'm I'm rushing to squeeze extra things in but because like when i posted that i had lots of people going i didn't know that Midsummer was on Prime, so now you do. And let's end things um, with Sky. Oh dear, what's I'm tired. Sky box sets slash Now TV Brassic. I had Joe Gilgan on the podcast last year, and I think it's one of the best podcasts that I've ever done, and one of the be- the best podcasts out there. It's r- rare I toot my own horn in such a way, but fucking rooty tooty toot. Um, Joe's amazing, and Brassic is Joe Gilgan, Michelle Keegan, a load of other really good people. And we talk about it a load in that episode, because he wrote it along with um, his wonderful writing partner, and it's it's fantastic it's just it's it's again i get excited when there's these voices that you're not hearing anywhere else i should mention dan brocklehurst i i said his fantastic writing partner as if you already know that but he he wrote it with dan brocklehurst i think if i remember that right i think i have who also uh, was one of the writers on the stranger um, which was a Netflix hit recently that I also enjoyed. But yeah, it's about a load of lads in the north who are drug dealers and they're getting up to no good, but they're so likeable and so the characters are so, they're fantastic. I really enjoyed it. I can't wait to see series two, which is on its way. I think I think there's a lot of stuff that's going to be getting its release dates rushed whether it be stuff that was in the, the cinema that was going to be on demand later or stuff that's going straight from the cinema to on demand or TV shows that were coming out in a bit, but now they're like, let's get it out there because people want content. Um, so yeah, that is, they, they're my recommendations. Brassic was the last one there on Sky on Now TV. And as I said, there's loads more on those posts. If you want to go and have a look at those posts, there was 10 for each each one so i did six posts so there's 60 different things recommended 
I will be back next week. I think next week I'm going to have Leanne LaHavis on. So that's a good one. Really good chat. I've We've met briefly in the past, but never sat down and chatted properly. And she's bloody awesome. And yeah, I might also have to come up with either new ways to interview people. I don't do Skype ones. That's the problem. I don't do them. Um, but maybe I'm going to have to start. Uh, but yeah figure out either new ways to interview people remotely. I'm not a fan of it. I like being face-to-face, but needs may must. Needs may must. (laughs) I just made that up. I know it's needs must, but I'm saying they may must. Um, Yeah, or I'm going to have to come up with more creative ones to do on my own. Yes, anyway, to echo what was said at the beginning, please support anyone that you see that needs support. You know, whether that be financially or helping out someone locally. These are weird times. So, yeah, don't act selfish. Look after yourself, obviously, but anything you can do to help others out, get in there. And also, as said, if you want to go through all of my back catalogue and re-listen to them, then that's fine too. And if you want to recommend them to all your friends and family to listen to, then that's also fine. If you want to arrange listening parties of your favourite episodes, then that's fine. I honestly don't mind. They're free. Enjoy them. Right, I'm going to go and get on with some stuff. I will see you all next week. In fact, what I'm going to do now is figure out what to take a Polaroid of for this episode Hmm. alright I'll see you all next week stay safe out there ta ta oh and get some exercise as well man I know we're all on lockdown but as far as I know that doesn't involve that doesn't exclude like going for a walk in a park or something you're not meant to be in gatherings in places and stuff like that but if you can safely I know the national trust is it i think have opened all of their previously pay um gardens and parks have made them all free now so um don't just i know i've done a podcast about all the things that you should be watching but don't just lock yourself away for however long this lasts it's not going to be good for your mental health go out and have a walk don't touch anyone or hug anyone or kiss anyone or, or lick anyone um just have a nice quiet walk just enjoy it maybe pop a podcast on maybe schedule that as something to do every day grab a distraction pieces episode go for a walk for the length of that episode that could be a good thing for people to start doing and to encourage others to do there we go just a minute there, Mr. Pip. Uh, hello, everyone. This is producer Buddy Peace. Uh, sorry to interrupt. Uh, this is a rare check-in. I hope you're doing well, and I hope things are sort of you know staying positive and you're staying strong through all of this. So I spoke to Pip today. Today is Monday. This is going to be released on Wednesday. Pip recorded this a week ago. Um, well, at the time of release, a week ago, so last Wednesday. He mentions in the end part you've just heard, because I'm going to whack this little bit after that, um, about going for a long walk. As sad as it is to say, I mean, 
like we were talking about it earlier on and we were even sort of considering like whether that's the right advice to give um we we've all got to get fresh air and we've all got to get outside but yeah pip mentioned about sort of just just throwing in a little buddy interruption just to say um pay attention to the news see what the advice is uh obviously we've got to keep our distance from each other um i'm sure you are well aware of all of this by now but things can change on a daily basis and they are pretty much changing on a daily basis so me recording this on a monday something might have changed since then uh that's like two days or you know a day and a bit uh in between this and it being released so just be very mindful of what's going on and um i mean it, it sort of looks like not everyone's getting the message um we, we were just talking about it and uh, we sort of reached the conclusion that at this point it's um yeah it, it, perhaps if you can get your listening done in the home or you know indoors for a bit i don't think any of us really know how long it's going to go on for so pip just sort of mentioned about like throwing in a little word at the end just to sort of like make a point of the uh sort of time delay in recording and release and how information changes so keep an eye out what's going on um enjoy the podcasts and by all means dig into the back catalogue because as he says there's a lot of insanely great material in there and some incredible guests and i can safely say as somebody who's edited many 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 of them uh many hours of pip podcasts there is a huge well of greatness in there so um do your thing please be positive stay safe um yeah we're we're all in this together so yeah huge love uh for me this is a nice little chance for me to chime in when when the chance is given so um yeah uh hope all's well and uh back to the podcast nice one all right see you in a bit boy You've been listening to Scroobius Pip's Distraction Pieces.